We are continuing our communion meditation series in Psalm 25. I believe the next time will probably be our last one. Psalm 25, verses 12 through 19. Who is the man that fears the Lord? Him shall he teach in the way he chooses. He himself shall dwell in prosperity, and his descendants shall inherit the earth. The secret of the Lord is with those who fear him, and he will show them his covenant. My eyes are ever toward the Lord, for he shall pluck my feet out of the net. Turn yourself to me, and have mercy on me, for I am desolate and afflicted. The troubles of my heart have enlarged. Bring me out of my distresses. Look on my affliction and my pain, and forgive all my sins. Consider my enemies, for they are many, and they hate me with cruel hatred. O Lord, open our eyes again, we pray, that we might behold wondrous things out of your law and prepare our hearts now to commune with you, to partake uh, at your table, and we ask it in Jesus' name, amen. Well, going back just a couple of verses, in verse 16, David cried out, this whole psalm he's crying out, he's praying, he cried out, he said, turn yourself to me. He's saying, Lord God, turn yourself to me and have mercy on me, for I am desolate and afflicted. Desolate. So he was at the point of desolation. And rightly he's turning to the Lord, of course. He had what would be described as extreme loneliness or an overwhelming loneliness. Am I in this alone? So he feels like he's alone in this great distress that he's in. And so he turns to the Lord for mercy, to find peace and find strength and hope, which is all in the Lord to face the battles that he's facing, the literal literal ones and the spiritual ones. And then in verse 17, he said, the troubles of my heart have enlarged. They're bigger now. He had really big distresses in his life, and now they're bigger, he says. They're bigger, certainly, he knows, than he could deal with. And so he asked the Lord, bring him out. Bring me out, Lord, of this. Deliver me from my distresses. I can't deliver myself. The Lord had done that many times, and so he knew. He knows that the Lord is his deliverer. And so he rightly came to his deliverer and cried out. David knows he cannot bring himself out of these troubles without the Lord. And then verse 18, David said, again, a prayer, crying out, look on my affliction and my pain and forgive all my sins. Now David asked the Lord to look on him, to look on him in this time of affliction and pain, knowing that, of course, that the Lord knows them all. He wrote Psalm 139. He knows that God knows everything, even his thoughts. But he's asking in this way because he knows he needs the help of the Lord. He's crying out, and this is, which is what the Lord wants us to do, which glorifies him. He is glorifying the Lord in his asking, and he's able to ask this by the power of the Holy Spirit. In fact, he was led by the power of the Spirit to pray in this way. Look on my affliction and my pain, and forgive all my sins. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 commands us, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. If you're tempted to do so, David probably was tempted, but he was not doing so here. He was not leaning on his own understanding of this. He was acknowledging the Lord in this. I am, this is beyond me. And then it says, he shall direct your paths. That's our promise. That's the promise of the Lord to us. If we acknowledge that he is the Lord and he is our deliverer, he has promised to to direct our paths. 
And it's needful for us, dear family, to know that the Lord hears us and understands what we're going through and what we're facing and the pains that we bear. Hebrews 4, verse 15. We do not have a high priest, praise God, who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect was tempted as we are, yet without sin. And so David went to the throne of grace, exactly as we must do, to face what he could not, to obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Hebrews 12, <clears throat> 3 tells us, this is very wise we must do this, I believe, more often to remember, to think about what the Lord Jesus went through for us. It says, consider him, the Lord Jesus, who endured such hostility from sinners against himself so that you, so that we will not become weary or discouraged in our souls. So we must remind ourselves what the Lord endured for us and come to the Lord Jesus, who is gentle and lowly and who has compassion on us continually. And the subtitle of that book, Gentle and Lowly, the subtitle is, The Heart of Christ for Sinners and Sufferers. We must understand the heart of Christ for us. We are all sinners, we are all sufferers as we deal with sin and suffering. And David realized too that his own sin causes great trouble in his life. He said, and forgive all my sins, the second part of verse 18. So verse 18, look on my affliction and my pain and forgive all my sins. He put those together. He realizes that his own sin has caused great turmoil in his life, and the sins of other sinners certainly have done the same, especially of these enemies that he's talking about who are directly threatening his life. They are truly against him. In verses six and seven, David also prayed regarding his sin. Remember, O Lord, your tender mercies and your loving kindnesses, for they are from of old. He remembers them. They're from his past and from the, the history of the church. Do not remember the sins of my youth, nor my transgressions. According to your mercy, remember me for your goodness' sake, O Lord. And then in verse 11, he said, for your name's sake, O Lord. In other words, for your glory, pardon my iniquity, for it is great. Now, some commentators feel that this great sin he's referring to there is related to Uriah, the Hittite, whom he murdered. Matthew Henry said this. I'd like to read it twice. It's very short. When at any time we are in trouble... We should be more concerned about our sins to get them pardoned than about our afflictions to get them removed. When at any time we are troubled, in trouble, we should be more concerned about our sins to get them pardoned than about our afflictions to get them removed. Matthew Henry also commented that David's awareness of his sin really was breaking his heart, his own heart. It, it, it afflicted him more than anything else and that it was his own sins against the Lord which wounded his spirit and, and made these outward troubles maybe even heavier. Verse 19 says, consider, he said, Lord, consider my enemies for they are many and they hate me with cruel hatred. Now these people against David were violent people, cruel and violent. He had many enemies around him, locally and even outside his own country, who would want to kill him. And we also have some enemies, dear family. If we weren't aware of that over the last several years, we are now. Because those who do not know the Lord, at some level, hate our Lord and Master. And the servant, the servants are not above their master. Our Lord Jesus said in John 15, if the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. 
He also said, a disciple is not above his teacher nor a servant above his master. We should expect to be hated for loving the Lord Jesus, not surprised by it so much. And in this sinful world, we will have tribulation, but he has overcome, praise God, he's overcome the world. And so when he left the world physically, he promised this to us. He said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So dear saints, the Lord wants us to come to him in the same way, like David, to come to him and to pray, to seek his deliverance so that we will know his might and we will know his rest in our trials. That in distress, even in desolation, we should not ever let our hearts be troubled or afraid. And praise God, he calls us to commune with him as we are to do now, that we might know the power of his grace. Let's pray. Oh Lord, there are <clears throat> tribulations in this world due to sin. And we pray, Father, that you would help us to be quick to confess our transgressions of your law, as David did. And Lord, we are thankful that we can cry out to you at all in our distress and know and experience your peace and your rest in the midst of pain and in the midst of distress and the hatred of the world against us. Lord, thank you for the blessings and the grace that we receive as we remember your sacrifice for us now at the table. As we partake of these elements, Lord, which point to you and to your great grace, may we be reminded that you gave your life for us, that we might know eternal life and that we might know abundant life now. And Lord, may our eyes be upon you as we partake of these signs of your goodness and grace and mercy. For we ask this in the name of Jesus, our deliverer. Amen.